Welcome everyone to Lessons with Mike. I'm here with Landon and Kayla. Kayla's over there eating pizza. I'm Speaking... eating pizza. Well, yeah, I just said that. They know that because I said it. Today we have a very and I'm Landon. Well, yeah, we already introduced you earlier. <laughs> Besides, you're both very popular recurring guests. There's also a kitty here named Pickles. I don't know if you can hear her, but she just made some kind of noise. Anyway, today's topic we're going to be talking about toast and the history of toast. Isn't that exciting? Yes, it's very exciting. I was distracted by a cat. It's okay. <laughs> so, who knows what toast is? Uh, burnt bread. That's exactly correct. Whoa. So, what is bread? Kayla, you can answer this question. Okay. You talk about what bread is. Bread is the combination of a flour, water, and yeast. But not always. It can also be unleavened bread. But it is bread... And it is good. That's bread. So, someone guess what country bread became a thing in, and there and those toasts first became a thing in. Uh, I would say bread first came about in China. Kayla, your guess. I'm thinking like England or Finland. One of them right. cold countries because I like bread and that's most of my lineage. Okay. The earliest known archaeological evidence for bread is Egypt. Really? Yes. Egypt. So <laughs> so the problem is, you know, if you have bread, you're carrying bread. If you leave bread out in the sun, the bread doesn't become good anymore. If this, this happened to you, right? Yes, I constantly leave my bread out in the sun. I normally buy it and just put it on the porch. <laughs> Don't you wish there was a way to make the bread stay edible longer? Yeah, how would you do this? You toast it. Oh. And then it becomes more edible for a longer period of time. Now, I, I mean, have a question. Do you have to make bread? And then, once the bread is made, then you can heat it up again to make it toast? What if you just go ahead and just burn the bread? Does it toast no, That's already? different. That's different. That's a good it's different. Point. No, it is different though. Mm. So, like, whenever I'm cooking the bread, I can't just say I'm gonna leave it in for ten more minutes. Now it's all toast. That's not how that works. Well, why not? Because you have to think about the individual slices, right? So the heat, if you toast it, doesn't go in the center. It goes on the outsides. What if I bake my bread as individual slices? And why would you do that? Load? That just seems very off out of the way it would be but it's impossible i also, think we should what i think that's only because of traditional ovens nowadays but if this was invented in egypt a long time ago you know the first toaster was invented in 18 <laughs> in 1893 by alan mcmasters why to because toast he was bread. a McMaster of bread. I mean, why? He invented it to toast bread. <laughs> why do we have a specific instrument just to toast bread and it has no real other purpose? Well, I mean, you can put Pop-Tarts in it and, like, you know, your mm -hmm. Eggo waffles. But at the time, it's just for bread. Mm -hmm. So he made an invention and said, you need this in your house specifically to toast bread. There's no other purpose. And for here's it. the best part. The toaster was invented before sliced bread. What? It's true. <laughs> the toaster was invented before sliced bread. Was it invented for toasting bread? Yes. What? Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and as you can imagine, the toaster was a failure. No one liked it. This is why aliens have not invaded us. We are just not worth it. <laughs> also, we put a man on the moon before we put wheels on luggage. We invented the toaster before we invented sliced bread. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we did. Very good point. We did. Uh, okay, so... I skipped ahead a little bit. Let's go back in time a bit to the uh, Victorian ages, the Shakespeare times. 
Now, what do you think people use toast for? Uh, if I had to say, I would say they treated it like an aphrodisiac. Mm-hmm. Kayla, what is your guess for what toast was used for? Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Like, like, what did people use toast for? Besides eating. That's the thing. They didn't need it, though. Toast was considered not something you ate unless you were poor. What the rich people and the middle class and the regular people would do, they would have wine and they would put a little piece of toast in their wine glasses to make the wine taste better, to soak up the extra acidity, to make it less poisonous. Okay. And when they were finished, they would throw the toast crumbs on the floor and give it to the animals or the poor people or whatever. Now, just to really throw Mike off his notes, what else could we use toast for that we haven't? Well, there's a lot of things we could use toast for. You could use it for building a house. You, why would you build a house out of toast? I think well, it's a I great mean, idea. <laughs> you yeah. could use some jam as the brick-laying, hat putty stuff. I feel like as a house, this is very flimsy. The toast would be the... The bricks. T- t- it would be very thin. You need a lot of toast. You yeah. need a ridiculous amount of toast. But you could build yourself a small little Minecraft hut yeah. out of toast. <laughs> now, I'm starting to see the benefits of having an edible house. Mm-hmm. Okay, wait. Yeah, that's a good point because Big Bad Wolf comes. He's not going to want to blow this house down. He's going to have to eat it. Take him much longer. <laughs> yeah. And while he's eating it, he can't eat all of it at once. He'll get queasy. He'll have to go to the bathroom. While he's in the bathroom, you can replant some toast. This is a good idea. I don't see why we're not doing we, this. We should definitely now, make Mike, this Mike, it's happen. your turn. Tell me something we can use toast for. We could use toast um, as, a, as a projectile. Like, if I had enough toast, I could throw it at you and knock you unconscious. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just agree with that. Well, I, you need a lot of toast. I probably need to hit you like 50. Here's a question for you. If, like, let's say a 10-pound rock, you throw it at someone's head, knocks them out. Yeah. What if you threw a one-pound rock at someone's head 50 times? So, Just the same rock. You threw it, went to get it, and then threw it again. At the same place on the head? I mean, a rock is pretty dense. I think that would have to do more with the density rather than... Okay, a less dense rock. Like uh, like a piece of wood. Okay, so like, like a piece being of bark. hit with a pillow. Like a yeah. Of toast. If Multiple you hit times. someone with a pillow, how many times do you have to hit them with that pillow to get the effect of hitting them with a rock? I don't think it adds up. I think each time is an individual hit. So you mm-hmm. ju- it's more about like how hard would you have to hit them with the pillow before it equals 50 pound rock. Yeah. I feel Super like sand. to get to that level of force, the pillow would knock off someone's neck before it knocked them unconscious. Mm-hmm. Like if you have 100 pounds of force behind the pillow, it's still just a pillow. Yeah. You'd have to be like, when is terminal velocity? It depends on the thing. What do you mean it depends on the thing? Terminal mm-hmm. the velocity, it depends on the actual like item the being thrown or dropped. Okay, let's say a human like for instance, a squirrel cannot die from falling. Why is that? Because their terminal velocity will never reach like if you threw it out of a plane, its terminal velocity will never reach a speed that will actually cause it to hit the ground at a deadly. Okay, impact. let's try this. Let's go to a plane and throw squirrels out and see what happens. Now listen, this is based off of a TikTok I saw, but <laughs> I feel like this is complete nonsense. No, we we will get a squirrel when you go skydiving. We're bring a squirrel with you. <laughs> Just throw it. That's why Scrat was able to live everything uh, through Ice Age movies. Oh, that's why he was able to survive because. He, he was the original well, I mean, squirrel. not being able to reach a terminal velocity that would kill it, I don't think that stops it from being, like, impaled. <laughs> <laughs> Still, regardless, the force of hitting the ground would shatter its little squirrel bones. Well, no, not if it doesn't reach a high enough speed. Mm-hmm. 
if it keeps falling, its speed will increase. No, you can only increase so much for certain items. That's what terminal mm-hmm. velocity is. I thought is. that, that was means the same you're for fast, everyone. It's as fast as you could possibly fall. So you're telling me that's different. Okay, if I drop a squirrel from a plane and I drop a bowling ball from a plane, they're not going to each increase to the same speed. The bowling ball is going to increase to a greater speed until it reaches its like final like terminal velocity mm-hmm. versus a squirrel who's going to reach its terminal velocity, I'm which gonna, is a lot slower. Michael, define I, terminal velocity. I'm, I'm going to. But first, I'm going to blow Landon's mm-hmm. mind with this. There's this mm-hmm. guy. You might not have heard of him. Uh, his name was Galileo. He proved that objects fall at the same rate. That's if they're in a vacuum. Mm-hmm. We don't live in a vacuum. <laughs> Are we throwing a squirrel from a plane and we vacuum the entire Earth? <laughs> We're throwing a squirrel from space. Michael. We're both in the upper uh, atmosphere. Please inform the viewers of how you pass science class. I don't want to say that on camera. Oh. <laughs> I feel like that's a, that's an, that's a crime. I don't want to. You already have the degree. Yeah. I do. There, there might have been some, uh, some less than ideal. Uh, some would say cheating that that occurred in high school, but uh, I never cheated and in college. College? No, I never cheated in college. You, you never got caught cheating in college. <laughs> <laughs> I loved college. I, I actually really enjoyed the stuff. I didn't need to cheat. It was great. But um, back to toast. Toast. Are you familiar with uh, the expression when you toast, you, t- you clink two glasses together? Yes. Well, that, that expression came from when the rich, snobby people had little pieces of toast in their drinks. That's when they clink two glasses together. It's called a toast. Okay. Do you know where this concept uh, comes from? It's to make sure that your drink isn't poison. Oh, because they would hit them hard enough to mix all their drinks together. Exactly. That way, if one person has poison, we all have poison. Exactly. Oh. And, fun fact, if you don't make eye contact during a toast, you will suffer seven years of bad sex. Okay, well, here's a question for you. Yes. Their idea was to make sure no one's poisoned, but that's only if you're someone at the table drinking the wine. If you're a servant who decided to poison someone, now they have no loss if they kill everybody at the table. Does a servant have access to poison? I don't think so. Oh, if you want to find poison, you'll find okay, it. Also, they work for a rich person. They could figure out how to get poison. Mm-hmm. They weren't very intelligent, the, the common people. Well, neither were the rich people, but still. I feel like they were intelligent enough to know if I put anthrax in this line. (laughs) (laughs) They're not going to know what anthrax is. They probably, I don't know if they had anthrax back then. They didn't have to. They had the little skull and cross symbols. (laughs) Haven't you played Skyrim, Mike? Jesus. You're right. I just pick it up and it magically tells me what it is. It does. It says poison, 25 damage. (laughs) (laughs) You have to go to your rich people and be like, that's about 25 health bars worth of people. That's... I don't think that's how that works in real life. Okay, let me go look at your Mountain Dew. I'm going to look on the nutrition facts, and it's going to tell me how much poison it does. It didn't have nutrition facts in the Middle Ages. He's going to look at the Mountain Dew. He's walking over there now. It's in his hand. Total fat, zero. Sodium, 50 milligrams. Total carbohydrates, zero grams. Poison, 25 damage. I feel like that's... (laughs) For those of you who didn't know... I have a giant wooden middle finger. It's actually a full hand, but I fastened it into a middle finger that I keep on my dresser. And that sound was Landon bumping into my dresser, thereby shaking the middle finger. I just wanted to clarify that for all those listening, just in case they wondered what the mysterious noise was. Okay, back to bread. Oh, yeah, bread. Um, th- th- um, there's some other uses of bread. You could use bread as a parachute. <laughs> Okay, I want you to just explain this one. Hear me out. Wait, wait, wait. Does it? Ha- okay, we we said toast. Now you're saying bread because if you take some uncooked like dough, yeah, you might be able to make <laughs> yeah. a shitty parachute. <laughs> you might. When, 
when when yeast expands, it but that's gets not toast. That's not toast. I mean, when yeast gets hot, it expands. Is is that not correct? Do things not expand when they get hot? Is that a real thing? I I don't know um, what we're talking about anymore. <laughs> no, no. Um, when things heat, they expand, or when things expand, they heat. It depends on the um, item. Like if I took an air pump and just shoved it in your ear, your head would expand because it was getting hotter. No. Things it do. Depends on the, it depends on what it is. Things do expand when they get hot, but other things also happen when they get hot. Like I what? feel like it's like they melt. <laughs> <laughs> like if you put a, a, a furnace in my skull that heated it up enough to expand, it's also probably going to heat it up to melt it. Yeah. How big of a head do you have that can fit a whole furnace in there? I don't know. A little furnace. A tiny furnace? Like an easy bake oven furnace. Like We're, a toaster? Yeah. <laughs> Like a small toaster. A small toaster. Or mini toast. Instead of, you know, producing toast, it just, you know, it goes off in your butt and makes you vomit. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Landon is currently using my wooden hand to make obscene gestures. <laughs> I do no such things. So, uh, so um, speaking, okay, toast as a, uh, a uh, amp amputee arm. A What? An amputee? What is an amputee's arm called? Prosthetic. Toast Why would you use toast as a prosthetic? You'd be walking around and a bunch of ducks would be following you. Yeah, you could use you it for like... You have an army of ducks. Yeah, you, you could, could use, use it for falconry. Because mm -hmm. falcon's what? Not... A falcon's not going to come back to a bread arm. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, well, your arm, you know, you wouldn't have to wear the falcon glove. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, the, the talons wouldn't hurt because there's no nerves in toast. What we're saying is there's no downside to toast. Toast can be used for all things. I, I really like toast, but, you know, it's unhealthy for you. It's also a good conductor of electricity. Is that right? <laughs> I don't think that's right. <laughs> I thought we were just saying things. Okay, you said that it's unhealthy. Uh, well, yeah, because the carcinogens <laughs> from the burnt toast, if you consume too much of them, that might be bad. Actually, okay. that's been, that has not been backtracked. Most medical research, research in quotation marks, has not been fact-checked or duplicated, so therefore it is inaccurate. Wow. Yeah, that's a big problem in psychology. Uh, all the great studies that the basis of psychology has been founded on for decades, people are trying now to replicate these studies, and they are unable to do them, which leads me to one of two conclusions. Either human minds are tangible, and the psychology of the overall collective consciousness of humankind shifts and rotates and develops and changes over time, or all these researchers just made stuff up. I think they made stuff up a lot of the time. <laughs> Not all the time. I think they're... People react towards that research, right? So there's some infomercial or something that came out in the 20s about toast and eggs and bacon being a healthy breakfast, right? They didn't they didn't say anything about the cholesterol. It was manufactured to get people to buy more bacon and eggs, like all that stuff together. Research later, of course, came out to disprove that. Actually, it was around the same time, but they never published that because that would take away from sales. So that didn't come out till much later, till um, healthy food was then becoming something to sell and become more of a more of a marketing tactic. Mm -hmm. Hmm, interesting. I'd like to read now a quote from the 1573 text, The Pilgrimage of Princes, by Lodowick Lloyd. <clears throat> Alphonsus took a toast out of his cup and cast it to the dog. Now, what that passage illustrates to us is the thing I was reiterating earlier about how the, the people didn't eat toast. Instead, they threw it out of their cups so the dogs could eat it. Wait, so if it absorbed any poison, though? Then the Not poison, it was like a flavoring thing. It absorbed the extra acidity in the wine. 
So they were little bitches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My wine doesn't taste well. Servant, fetch me some toast. Oh, come on. You can't tell me that a Kardashian would not say the same thing in that same day and time. I want you to say this next time we go to a bar. Just yes. like the and be like, I would like some toast. Some toast for my wine. <laughs> Granted, I don't even know what acidity is. <laughs> well, no, no, no. Listen, <laughs> listen. pH scale. Zero is your baseline, right? But not real bases. Because if you go to bases, you got to go in the positive numbers. If you want to go to the negative numbers, that's when you get to acidity. No. No? Is that wrong? That's completely wrong. Okay, Kayla, explain. You were kind of correct, though. I was um, kind of correct. So I think a pH scale was at 1 to 10. 6. Well, I no, know no, no, higher no, no, numbers. One to one. One to ten. You're right, you're right. 5 water, is middle, yeah. Yeah. Well, 5 is... Well, see, that's where I get confused. Our body, our, uh, water is slightly alkaline, so... I guess it's, yeah, like a seven. Yeah. So it is one to 10. It is one well, to 10. So, yeah. No, it's actually one to 14 or zero yeah, to 14. I, I thought so. Yeah. yeah. Zero to 14. Zero is extremely acidic. 14 is extremely basic. So an example of something that's extremely acidic would be acid. And then on uh, the <laughs> other end of the spectrum, something that's extremely basic is drain cleaner. Or white bitches. Well, that's not very nice. <laughs> Our stomach acid is at one. Oh. Our stomach acid, honestly... I saw a very disgusting video, very, very graphic video. There was a large snake that had swallowed a small child. Mm. All the townspeople uh, started beating the snake and hitting it with sticks. Then one of them realized, wait a minute, if the child is still inside there, this might hurt him. So they cut the snake open to try and rescue the child. And unfortunately, the stomach acid had, it was very graphic. I wouldn't recommend you watch this if you have a, a weak stomach. Uh, the stomach acid from the snake had already rotted away all the child's flesh. It was very disturbing. Oh, oh. wow. Also, I want to make a quick statement on uh, behalf of Lessons with Mike. Our stomach is at level one, but bleach is at level 13 for the basic side of it. Mm -hmm. So if you're ever having a stomach ache, just drink some bleach now, and everything will be hold, okay. Hold this is uh, this is approved hold by Dr. Michael. I'm not a doctor, but hold on oh. a minute. But um, the bleach basic basicness... Basicness. 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 This is almost like one of my agents that works in mental health saying, would you like some psychiatry appointment? Psychiatry? She did not say psychiatry like that. Yes. But, oh, yes. Do you need to see a psychiatrist? A psychiatrist. No, throughout the conversation. And the client didn't correct them. What's a psychiatrist? I'm not, I'm not familiar with this. Anyway. Um, but what was I going to say? There was something very important I was going to say. Ah, yes. I had another quote I wanted to read about the wonders of toast. Mm, yes, yes. This quote comes from a Shakespearean work called The Many The Merry Wives of Windsor, 1616. Yeah. That was the year it was published. Mm -mm. Go fetch me a quart of sake and put a toast in it. This further illustrates how no one ate toast. Question. I have a lot of quotes backing up that no one ate toast. Question. Yes. Did um people from Japan that's where sake comes from, right? Japan? Yeah. Okay. Did they eat toast with it? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know how the, the, the Eastern world what? responded to toast. Okay. All the evidence I found about toast was like European. And Mike, no, a... no. We need to focus on the Eastern side of things. Something that's not in your notes. Tell us about how toast yes. affected local governments in yes. Eastern, yes. Eastern yes. Asia. Well, you know, toast really, we'll never know. And here's why we'll never know. Um, the largest fleet in the entire world, entire history of the world, was a Chinese fleet. One ruler of China declared that it be destroyed. 
and along with it, all the records. So in those records, they very well could have been talking about the importance of toast. The invention of toast. But now we'll never know. We'll never know because they all the records were destroyed. Okay, so what we're saying is hypothetically, hypothetically, there could be notes in there where they had some cool new inventions for toast. They could we have don't used know toast as a weapon. They could have actually had sliced bread before a toaster. <laughs> That's just one of the most backwards things that humanity has ever done. Why would you invent toaster before Asia could bread? have invented that sliced bread, and then they were like, here's plans for sliced bread, and then they sent plans for a toaster on another ship. <laughs> Fun fact about sliced bread. Uh, it was not very popular at first. The bread sellers were like very against sliced bread. They thought it would, uh, they thought that it would cause them to lose profits. So, wait. so well, because originally they would sell whole bread like loaves at a time, right? Uh, they and then they thought we can't sell bread slices at a time. This is madness. But it actually caused their profits to go up. Do people just take them home and slice them themselves? People, I, I don't think people slice bread. They, they would buy like loaves of bread. And just rip it off? That's what I've seen in some cartoons. They could people slice would bread like as rip well. the breads. Yeah. Because you could use a bread knife to just... I don't think Jesus knife. Christ used a bread knife. Not Jesus Christ necessarily, <laughs> but Jesus... I think he rips the bread in half as some sort of metaphorical point. Be no, not... <laughs> no. If I read the Bible correctly, it said that Jesus Christ of Nazareth took a bread knife <laughs> and he began slicing the bread. And then he dipped it in the wine and said, this is my body and my blood. <laughs> oh, man. It's really gross. Don't drink it. <laughs> and then that was really misinterpreted. And now technically, there was a book I was reading about cannibalism and there was a whole chapter about uh how um, a lot of cultures when missionaries would come to them they were like oh yes we consume human flesh too they, they missed the point on that one <laughs> well no catholicism that's what they taught like it literally literally becomes um the bread the body and blood of christ as soon as it enters your mouth and i remember being seven years old First time going to, you know, confession and drinking the wine. And I thought about this. And I was like, Mom, this is gross. And she said, no, it's a metaphor. Later I learned it is not a metaphor. They actually believe that. <laughs> I love that because uh, this was something we talked about in our religious class. And uh, mm -hmm. I had a big debate with someone who was Catholic at the uh, our college. And we were talking about this because one professor was telling us that some people, or most Catholics nowadays, believe mm -hmm. this is just symbolic. That its essence becomes like the body of Christ and the blood of Christ. It's not a lit, like if you look at it, it stays bread, it stays wine all the way through your digestive system. Right. Because you can easily just get a, uh, a scan, a you scan can check and stuff. see this stuff. Yeah. Uh, clearly, it doesn't become something different. But I had, I was talking to someone and he got very upset because I said, so basically, Catholics and, you know, Protestants believe the same thing back whenever, you know, I identified with the, <laughs> that yeah. group. And then, uh, he was very upset because he said, no, Catholics are completely different. This is completely different. I said, but we also believe it's a symbolic thing. It's not a literal translation. He said, no, 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 because uh, whenever we do it, there's a miracle that happens to the bread yeah. and the wine. And I was like, for us, it's just, you, it could also be water and Cheez-Its. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> you know, let me tell you something. I was thinking, over thousands of years, there have been a lot of communions. If mm -hmm. all of these communion wafers are the body of Christ... Christ must have gained a few pounds. <laughs> like, think about it. I'm just like, if if every single yes. wafer is the body of Christ. I used to think oh. that same thing as well. Like, we get up there and he's just a skeleton and like oh all he's got left is his toe. Oh. And he's just. That's so sad. <laughs> he's like, I'm so glad we stopped. I'm so... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Kayla, for there, being an atheist. <laughs> there is a post I would like to read. 
on the website Misfit Mementos by Jeff Vernier titled, How Many many Communions Would It Take to Consume One Full Jesus? A communion cup, according to the 1,000 pack I found on Amazon, holds 1.7 ounces of wine. 1.3 gallons of blood converts to 166.4 ounces. Doing some more math, it would take 97.88 communion cups to drink the full amount of blood in the human body. And then it would also take 234,960.85 wafers. It would take 643 years to consume a whole Jesus if you do one communion per day. Did everybody else take communion like it was a shot? Yeah. Yes. And you felt kind of adult when you did it. And, and the you reason had miniature be, cups, right? Yeah. Did you, did you have like a whole wine glass you had like to share? Our, oh, yeah. we had miniature cups. Uh-huh, we had a one whole wine glass that you shared. Oh, no, I'm not sharing a cup. Yeah, <laughs> I had that exact same thing. My mom's like, no, 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 it's metal. My mom doesn't um, spread germs. It's that's not true. true. There's no way right. that's true. It, it it doesn't spread germs the same way. It's like plastic or something. I know does. silver is supposed to kill germs. Right. There's, it was like silver, but that's actually toxic. Anyway, uh, <laughs> it's toxic to the germs as yeah. well. <laughs> It'll kill you, but at least your germs will also die. But they also were supposed to like wipe the cup. Honestly, it's a miracle I don't have herpes. Like, <laughs> honestly, to be realistic with you, as big as AIDS was in the eighties and nineties, mm-hmm. I'm very confused. Um, think about it. all you have to do is have AIDS, do communion, and the entire church then would theoretically have AIDS. Theoretically. Depending um, on, you know, certain other factors. Yeah. I think we should open up our own little, like, Catholic church and, like, we can do, like, body shots for communion. Just... Yes. yes. <laughs> well, I, the reason I took them as shots is I never liked grape juice. Oh, really? Yeah, that's right. Our church used grape juice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would have preferred actual wine because that communion our, wine, it's so different. Our church also <laughs> used, oh, my goodness. I am remembering this now. Our church used those little, like, it was something they bought online like pre-blessed <laughs> and it was it was a plastic it was yes, plastic, plastic cup, cup with grape juice in it and then on top there was a like peel away thing so the top part was where the wafer was and then between the wafer and the grape juice was another peeling thing people spend money on this yeah, yeah oh. it's our church those wafers were the saddest thing ever <laughs> they were like one centimeter in diameter uh, yes one centimeter by one centimeter really small sad wafers they didn't have much flavor to them. Oh, man. I remember I went to another church where they actually had fresh baked bread and, like, oh, actual nice. wine that they passed out. And I was like, oh, you guys actually, like, you know, do it nice. And they're like, what do you guys use? And I was like, we get these little plastic yeah. cups <laughs> with communion in it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wait, what, what church did you go to? I want to hit that one up. No, uh, like... it's a Pentecostal church. Oh, no. Honestly, <laughs> we need to get the homeless. Let them know that if they go to church, they get free bread and wine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like a little cracker the <laughs> size of the tip of my thumb. Yeah. <laughs> oh. You know what would make the uh, communion wafers more flavorable? What? If we toasted them. Oh my god. Now that's oh, what we yeah, call in the business world a callback. <laughs> a nice, fun callback to toast. Okay, this is the end of the episode. Any final toast facts or questions or comments or concerns or accusations from Mr. Landon? Uh, <clears throat> so I don't keep up to date on a lot of stuff going on in like the you know, popular media groups and stuff like like famous people. Uh, is toast racist yet? I don't believe toast is racist. I mean, I hope not. We've been talking about it for quite some time. It would really suck if I went to Google, breaking news, toast has been canceled. It's like, oh, I got to scrap this episode. <laughs> oh, geez. Oh, Kayla. Yes. Um, 
how did toast evolve? Like, what, what was the actual history? Of well, let me toast? tell you. you um, let me tell that. you. Now, let me tell you. Since toast is not a biological organism, it does not evolve. I hope that answered your question. Only biological life forms can evolve, as far as we know. All right. Well, that was Kayla's question. Answer. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> to, to end the show, I think we should end with a sponsor. Uh, we're selling a frying pan. <laughs> Uh, for ten dollars, if anybody wants to reach out, it's red. Uh, it's it's clean, uh, not unmarked though. Yeah. Uh, like, but it has experienced all of the wealth of my uh, cooking. Mike, would you describe this as an effective? Um, I would say that pan? this red frying pan that I purchased at Walmart some years ago for more than asking price, by the way, because uh, I'm only asking ten dollars. I purchased this for some more something more than that. It's got a nice red handle. It even has the word tasty on the handle. And a lot of used frying pans, the handle's often loose, like it shakes a little bit. This is a very sturdy frying oh, pan. Oh, yeah. This handle is incredibly sturdy. Um, I think any of you would it's be blessed. It's a weapon. And exactly. You might be thinking, I don't need another frying pan for my kitchen. Maybe you need one under the bed in case mm -hmm. someone breaks in at night. You know, you some people take walking sticks when they go hiking. Be more, be, be evolved. Take a frying pan. Right. And this is not a gag, or uh, not a gag. Okay. We this seriously is not, have a frying this pan. This is not a joke. There is a frying pan you for sale for ten dollars. I am physically holding this frying pan in my hand. You it is on, on Facebook, Facebook Marketplace for ten dollars. I have zero bids yet. <laughs> <laughs> but you could be the first. And mm -hmm. listen, if you buy it for an extra five dollars, I'll even sign it. Mike will sign it for the ten dollars. <laughs> <laughs> This frying pan but, for the ten dollars yeah, and send actually, it to you. You just want to give us one dollar. We we could do that too. I've got a very big ego. I would sign it for free, honestly, if you just took it. <laughs> all right, thank you all for listening. Bye.